Ann Hullett, and welcome to the Best Life, Best Death podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about an experience my dad and I had this past year with a service called StoryWorth. It's an online way to capture stories and ultimately create a book to share with family and friends. But before I talk about StoryWorth specifically, I want to talk more generally about why I think stories are important. And this seemed like a great podcast to put up the week of the holidays when a lot of people are with family and they are telling stories, old stories, new stories, creating memories as they spend time together. There's a great quote by Stephen Moffat. He's a writer, producer, screenwriter. And he says, we're all stories in the end. And if you think about that, I think there's real truth to it. The stories that we create through our experiences with family and friends become the things that we tell over and over again. And those stories have real power to connect us to each other and to our lives. So about, I don't know, 18 months ago, I started hearing about this thing called StoryWorth. I probably started getting ads for it, as we do. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to look into that a little bit more because my dad is older. My parents are in their 80s. And it seemed like it might be time to capture some of these great stories. So I looked into StoryWorth. You can find out more about it at StoryWorth, W-O-R-T-H, StoryWorth.com. And I liked what I saw. So essentially, you're paying StoryWorth to help you compile a book. Now, I want to back up and say there are all kinds of DIY ways to do this. There are simpler ways and cheaper ways. Well, maybe not simpler, but cheaper. Um, but I found that this money was well worth it. And I'll tell you why as I go through the experience. So my first experience with family storytelling was really with my mom's side of the story. Um, that that whole family is, they're great storytellers and they know how to sit around and spin a story and hit the pacing and make everyone laugh and cry and and feel the feels of the story. So I remember as a kid hearing the adults tell, tell stories and kind of having that, you know, childlike experience of being both bored and intrigued and, you know, kind of enthralled by my uncles and their storytelling abilities and my aunt's ability to touch her heart and share that with us. And then also kind of rolling my eyes like, oh, these adults never stop talking. So at some point, my grandmother on that side decided that she wanted to write about one of her dogs. This dog was named Zip. And she said, you know, Diane, I really, I really should write down the story of Zip. And I said, well, Grandma, just do it. That sounds great. And I offered to help her type it up. So she hand wrote on, you know, yellow legal pad paper, the story of this important dog in her life. And then I took those yellow pages and I typed them. She sent me a picture or two of Zip and we printed it out. You know, this was in the early days of personal computers. We printed it. I took it to Kinko's and we had it spiral bound. And I made maybe 10 or 12 copies of this book and we gave it to the extended family for Christmas. And everybody loved it. It was so wonderful to have this story of this important creature in grandma's life captured on paper. So Zip was my first example in my life of kind of capturing a story and feeling like that had real power to go places in, in the extended family. So then my grandma went on to write a lot more of her life story. Um, my aunt helped her and I, I'm sure others helped her. And she wrote a lot about different experiences of her life. I think it helped her process. I know it helped share 
They were stories we'd probably heard her tell, but there was something about writing them down that made them really um, solid and that we wouldn't forget the details five, 10, 15 years, six months from hearing the story. So another example from that side of the family is about two years ago, I asked my uncle who knew a lot of stories and memories about my grandfather, if he would share those. And I, I kind of uh, brought it up on a family Zoom call and I said, hey, I wondered if you would, you know, write some of those things down. And about three weeks later, I got like a 32 page manuscript and he had captured all these stories of my grandfather. Now, I want to say one more thing. I've also seen people, uh, for example, my wonderful German teacher in high school, she shared with me her life story. And she had written the whole thing as a narrative, right? From her birth through her early childhood and on into her 90s. And so it was a thick uh, self-published book that was like a linear narrative, started at the beginning because she had a very, very interesting life. Um, she was one of the children in World War II who was sent off to England. And so she and her siblings had a really different experience and she captured all of that. So one way to write a story is linear like that. You you start at the beginning of your life and you tell it through as far as you want to go. My uncle, with my grandfather's stories and his stories intertwined, took a different approach. And I really loved this. Instead of telling it like that linearly, he told it more like episodically. So he wrote a bunch of memories out and then I think organized them according to kind of how they fit under different categories. So for example, he had one whole section about fishing. So it was titled fishing. And then each story within that had its own little funny title, something like, you know, the one that got away or the ice fishing day or, um, the biggest one we ever caught, like, you know, stories like that. And some of them were just a paragraph and some of them were more like two, three pages. So, there was fishing, there was hunting, there was cars. There were these different sections that captured different aspects of my grandfather's life. And um, I just loved that because I think there was so much freedom in just telling it episod episodically. Another example of that, there's a wonderful YouTube. There are several YouTube videos about legacy projects. And I, I encourage you to think about those because everybody's got their own way. You know, you might prefer to write, somebody else might prefer to talk in front of a camera, someone else might prefer to record it, but how can you capture some of these meaningful things? And so there's a lot of different YouTube um, and TED Talk videos about legacy. One of the TED Talks that I love is by a man named Scott Zucker. I think it's Scott Zucker, maybe it's Scott Zuckerman. And um, Scott writes about how he decided to make a book called 40 Things When I'm 40. And he just simply had 40 things, almost like a list. Um, and then he said he was going to add to it. When he turned 50, he added 10 more things. And so I, I loved that idea that some of that could be advice. Some of that could be memories. Some of that could be just things you want to say to your children, grandchildren, friends, community. Okay, so that's a little bit about how I kind of came to this idea of Hmm, stories. These are important. How could we capture them? So StoryWorth is something that you purchase. And gosh, I, I would say just look at their website to find out the current amount. I feel like it was around $200 to purchase this. Maybe it was $250. And then what we got for that price is that they sent us 
Every week, my dad got an email from StoryWorth, and every week that email had a question in it that he responded to. And I'll give you some examples of those in a second. So what was great about this is, yes, you can compile it yourself, but there was a way that this was so simple because the email came, he replied, I saw the reply, and then the next week he got another one. Well, pretty quickly, this added up to be, you know, over 30 stories that were captured in this wonderful way of his very clear writing. And um, my job was to go in, I, after he wrote a five or six, I went in and edited those and just kind of began that process of like, are the commas in the right place? Is anything overly repetitive? Because now the stories were being strung together. And uh, that was really easy to do because of how you hopped up on their their um, website and simply edited within the story itself. So some examples of their questions, uh, they have a bunch of questions that you can simply use. They are things like, I loved some of these, so I wrote them down to share with you. Um, what is the farthest you have ever traveled? What things do you think you cannot live without? What is one of your fondest childhood memories? If you were to do it over, what would you do differently? So there's questions like that, but I decided for the purposes of my dad to, to change it all and make them all custom questions. And again, this was super easy to do. I went in last December, changed the questions, and I very quickly changed them to all be questions about the water because he's he loves the water, he's lived on the water, he's boated on the water, and he just has a lot of experiences that connect to memories about water. In fact, ultimately, we called the book Life on the Water. So I went in and simply changed the questions to things like, um, what was some of the greatest weather experiences you had by the water? Or tell about the first boat you ever sailed on. Or tell about a time you remember seeing wildlife on the water. So things like this that jarred memories that I knew um, he would share through this really easy method. So ultimately, over uh, no, late November of this year, he, he kind of decided in early November, he said, I think, I think I'm done. I think I don't feel like writing any more of these. And I said, great, we've got a bunch. So in November, I went back through and began to um, put the stories in a different order so that the order kind of made sense, roughly chronologically. And then I added pictures, which were very easy to upload. And then I uh, changed the questions into titles, so it was very easy to go back in and change, tell about a weather experience on the water to the big storm, something like that. So that made it really simple. So then I pushed order and for the price of the of the StoryWorth project, you end up with, I think it's one book that's in black and white. Well, of course, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to order more books. We wanted them in color now that we had photos inside. I think they came down to be $70 a book. So, you know, given what you can find online with photo books, that's um, more expensive than you can find. But I didn't think it was out of the, out of the park. I thought it was pretty reasonable for this beautiful thing we were creating. Uh, we decided to make it a bright color. You, you know how they have those little uh, color wheels and you can kind of pick a color very specifically. And my family has a real propensity to bright colors. So we made this book red-orange 
and put a picture of the sunset on the front of it. And it um, they shipped off to my parents and they arrived about a week ago. And my dad and mom said they brought a few tears and they got a few chuckles and they were so thrilled with it. And they uh, had me order them an extra copy so that they could easily share it with friends. They said, you know, we know we're going to want to loan this out to people and we don't want to have, you know, our main copy kind of thumbed through all the time. So give get us an extra one and that'll be our one that we give to friends. And they've already loaned it out to show people. Um, such a great gift, such a great way to share stories. Thank you to StoryWorth. Again, you can find out more about them at storyworth.com. I want to mention one other kind of interesting one. There's another organization online called heyartifact.com, and they do high quality voice memories. So they have a professional interviewer talk to you about your story. And then they essentially, they record life stories in audio memoirs. So that's another kind of way to do it. That's, that's an interesting way to capture someone's voice and their story. For us, the process of creating a story worth book made this nice connection between my dad and I every week as we'd uh, he'd answer the question and I'd get the question and maybe I'd call him or text him after that and say, hey, I got your answer, saw the, saw the story you wrote down. And ultimately, it was kind of a way to take little bites each week to ultimately create this beautiful, long book. I mean, I want to say it might be a hundred pages. I guess I haven't counted the pages. It's big. It's a, it's a little, probably a three quarters of an inch or one inch thick book. And I love the size of it. It is not as big as an eight and a half by 11. It's probably more like a nine by seven. And it's got this great feel to it. It's very high quality. And I just couldn't be more pleased. So may you find ways to find your story, find your story, share your story, capture your story in whatever way works for you. Maybe you're like my grandmother and you want to just handwrite some things on a yellow legal pad. Maybe uh, one of your people you know would type that up for you. Maybe you yourself are a pretty good typist or a pretty good oral storyteller and you can capture that and have somebody transcribe it. Or maybe you want to try one of these services such as StoryWorth, where each week you get a question, each week you answer it, and ultimately it's compiled into a beautiful keepsake book. I will say that I think we've talked about having a companion photo book because the photos, while you can upload photos and you can do multiple photos per story, you can't really like move them around on the page. You can't collage them. And if you have a lot of photos you want to include, it might make more sense to do a, a different uh, online upload of photos um, and make a book that kind of goes with it as a companion. This is this uh, story worth is really about capturing the written word. So I think I want to end with another quote that I love. It says, this is by Shannon Alder, an author and therapist. And she says, carve your name on hearts, not tombstones. A legacy is etched in the minds of others in the stories they share about you. A legacy is etched in the minds of others in the stories they share about you. So beautiful. May you share your stories this season and always. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to the Best Life, Best Death podcast. And I'm Diane Hullett. You can find out more about the work I do at bestlifebestdeath.com. Thanks for listening.
Thank you.